Happy Friday, folks! It's another episode of Ophelia Talks. My name is Zach Rich. I am your podcast host, your company manager, your smooth bass player in the bag that can keep the steadiest beat while you jam all night long. I do not know what to do for these intros. My guest this week is Jason Hurtado. He is playing the role of Wardo in our upcoming production of Lysistrata Jones, a show which, as of tonight, this is being posted around 4 o'clock on Friday. A few hours from now, tickets for the show will be live. All the information you need to know about that will be in the show notes in the description. Just take a look at that. Get your tickets early and often because this is a show you will not want to miss. And Jason, oh, that guy is just so sweet. We had a wonderful discussion. Uh, just dive right on into it. Fiend and Green is the band that you're going to hear in just a second. The song's called Welcome to Enjoy off the album Green Planet Adventures. Check out all their information at fiendandgreen.bandcamp.com. And thank you so much for listening to Ophelia Talks. If you like the show, tell someone about it. It just seems like the right thing to do, you know? I help you. I fill your ears with joy for at least half an hour every week. Do a little bit of that for me. Enjoy the show. I'll be back with you next week. just talk to someone it really is you know i'm so busy all throughout the day and i am talking to people every day all the time but i never really just get to like sit down and actually just, like have a conversation breathe out yeah have a chat out. it's all about breathing it's all about breathing it's all about breathing it's all about taking a moment <laughs> to center yourself and relax and chill out. All right. It's like so late right now. I know. I know. It really is. <laughs> We're I'm, recording. What time is it? It's ten thirty at night right now. Yeah. I've been up since five. So wow. Um, six o'clock here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Are you still? Was it for your day job? Yeah, my day job. What are you doing um, now? Um, I work in radiology at Wild Cornell Imaging um, at the New York Presbyterian on the Upper East Side. That's a big step up from yeah, just you know a little our old restaurant job. Just a little stepping stone from uh, Ruby Tuesday. Um, I kind of wanted to stick with the hospitality area, and I just switched over from restaurant hospitality to healthcare hospitality. Basically, that's a much more admirable pursuit, I think. You know, I admire both. I, you have to go through a lot to be a restaurant anything. You go I hear that. I hear that, that big time. Um, so it really does just like train you for, you know, what you're going to have to go through in healthcare too. It's, you know, it's the same thing, just different <laughs> comps. <laughs> when we were casting the show, uh, we were sitting down and trying to find somebody to play Wardo. Yeah. And Billy just immediately like turned to me and said, what about Jason? <laughs> yeah. And my mind exploded. One, because I forgot that the two of you know each yeah. other because of Comedia. Uh-huh. But we've known each other for years now because yeah. we worked the same survival job yep. for so long. So to me, you being in the show is like a 
big sense of worlds colliding for me as it, well. Yeah. It's so wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. I know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I heard about Ophelia through, because, you know, there's many people that worked through um, Ophelia with Ruby Tuesday. Right. And then also I had friends that um, worked at, there's a bar called Cornerstone on the Upper East Side that have also done a lot of Ophelia. So it's always been, since I've moved to New York, it's always been like, this theater group that I knew of and I never just got to work with. All of the worlds collide collided when Billy asked me to do the show and I was like, yes, absolutely. That's amazing. It's really fantastic. And I want to talk a little bit about how you know Billy because Comedia is such a fun and interesting yeah. company. Uh-huh. So tell me a little bit about Ragtag. Ragtag is... Oh, man. It's... Um, so it's a company that we do retelling of stories of classic fairy tales. So we did Rapunzel, Cinderella. We are currently working on Snow White, but they put LGBT kind of themes in it, different messages behind those classic fairy tales to a more of a modern time to kind of tell children and tell uh, you know families alike that it's okay to be who you are. And it's okay to be weird. If you're a little boy and wants to play with dolls, that's perfectly fine. If you're a little girl that wants to, you know, play in the mud and wear boots, that is absolutely okay too. You are enough. You are who you are. And you shouldn't change that. And it's such an important thing to tell children at such an early age. Because I hear so many... I talked to a couple of people. I saw... I forget which one. I think it was Rapunzel. And Mm. I just kind of heard some testimonials from parents being like, that was... Exactly what my child needed to hear in that moment. So I think the work that you and Billy and Sam LaFarge, who runs the company, do over there is so important and wonderful and beautiful. And the work is just so fun and exciting and fresh. And it's for children, but I laugh loudly and gleefully every time I get to see a show over there. Yeah. Uh, And I have so much respect for what you guys are doing over there. It's such a blast working with that company. We just do not stop laughing. The entire rehearsal. It doesn't like, seem like it. If you could like be it, a no. fly on the wall in one of our <laughs> rehearsals, it is just a bunch of ludicrous hilarity. It's so I fun. mean, just the things you guys come it's up so with. Fun, yeah. And throughout most runs, you also do an adult show. Yes. Which yes, is basically do. like the show, just completely <laughs> and totally going off the rails oh, yeah. in every single uh-huh. way. We take it. Uh, to the absolute extreme as far as we could push that limit and even past it sometimes but it's so much fun let's talk a little bit about the show we Uh are two weeks into the rehearsal process yeah how you feeling you know i feel great i love the cast everyone has just been awesome it's been very positive in the room so far it has been like really just great experience overall so far Everyone a part of the production team is awesome. I know. Like, I feel so comfortable around you. I feel so comfortable around Billy. And Kristen is, like, amazing. That little firebrand just pops into your life and doesn't let you go. And just, like, sits you down and nurtures you and takes care of you. You want some tea? Have a little bit of tea. She's just this positive ball of energy. And it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is so blank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it is so enthralling enthralling, Ner- enthralling. I yeah, love that yeah the cast as well I've known Chloe for a couple of years now me Chloe Billy and Brandon all met doing hair at um, Secret Theater right yes so that's how I first met Billy I feel like everyone's had their hair production 
I think, everyone. I think I mentioned that to Chloe <laughs> yeah. when she was on the show, but it's like everyone, every actor, everyone that does musical theater has a moment you where it's just like, and then it. I did hair. Right. And we're like, oh. And that's kind of the turning point you, for a lot of actors, I, I feel. Because it's such a show that lets you just get in touch with yourself. Right. And opens your mind up to what you're thinking and what you're feeling for a physical realm, yeah. a spiritual realm, an emotional realm. Like, that's the the drive behind that show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like any time a friend of mine gets to do hair, they come out of it a very changed person. I absolutely agree. It's like one of those shows that is perfect for self-discovery for a person or for a young, you know, adult going through that that time. You know, it's just absolutely perfect. Um, the messages and we got to work with uh, James Rado too who wrote the show and it was it was just such an awesome experience and we remain all remain so close just from that experience and so from there Billy asked me uh, we actually did a couple of uh, other children's theater and then she asked me to audition for Ragtag and then that's the full circle that's the entire arc of the journey. The arc. And now we're here. And now we're here. Let's talk a little bit about Wardo. Yeah. What are some of the specific challenges you face coming into a role like Wardo? First, give me like a lowdown on what this character is. You know, I thought a lot about Wardo, a lot about our, our similarities and also our differences. I am of Latino Hispanic background. Um, my family's Mexican. I feel like Wardo is probably one of the first in his family to go to college. I myself am one of the first in my family to go to college. Oh. You know, he's more of like a, I feel like he's probably like first or second generation. And I am a little bit further, I'm, you know, more fourth generation. I actually didn't grow up speaking Spanish. I learned it. You know, throughout my life growing up. I'm How old of, were you when you started speaking Spanish? Like 14. No kidding. Yeah, my parents still don't speak Spanish. Like, oh, I wow. Speak way more than them. Okay. Yeah. So. You're, and you're fluent, right? Yeah. Pretty more or less. Much, yeah. I mean, that's impressive. More or less, yeah. I tried learning Spanish when I was 14, and boy, did that not stick. It takes a long time. <laughs> it takes a lot. It look. does. It takes a really long time. But I'm comfortable with it enough. There's some times where I will just, like, kind of look back and be like, did did I say that right? They gave me a weird look. <laughs> I said that right. And it's fine, but um, I still question myself. But Wardo, he just seems like such like a genuine guy. You know, just kind of just really is a passionate person with an open heart. He, he lets his environments kind of affect them. But, you know, everyone kind of does, especially in college where you're trying to be the cool guy. You know, you're hanging out with the, the athletes, the jocks. But deep down inside, you know, he's just, uh, he's a lovey guy. I'm sure he loves his family. I'm sure that he works a little hard to get where he is, you know, especially being so, um, <clears throat> I, I, I know that he like speaks a lot of Spanish, so, you know, he's, he was worked hard. How much of you do you see in Wardo? Like I said, I see a lot in him, in me, and vice versa. There's some things where I don't see. The parts that I do see is really just that open-heartedness. And yeah. I, I, I'm just a guy that likes to have fun. If you were to talk to me about, or talk to anyone about me, I just like to have fun and kind of just enjoy life. And know? sit back and, and relax back. and not even just get through it, but enjoy it the entire enjoy way through. It. Yeah, because life is short. And you really just got to take those moments to just really cherish some of those moments that you will just look, pa- look past. 
Very appropriate since you just came from a Valentine's dinner. Yeah, you know, I think I'm in that mood right now. Yeah, you got that honey glow <laughs> about that, you. Yeah, I got that, you know, well, aura right now. But I, I find it all true. One of the things I've been asking the actors that come on to the show mm-hmm. uh, is about their college experience and how they've changed as a person from their college years to today. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in New York for? In January, I've been in New York for five years. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so we moved around the same time then. Yeah, around the same time. I remember, let's see, I started working at Ruby Tuesday in September of 2013. Oh, gosh. So you were there the beginning of two year. months before I got there. I started working in November. Uh-huh. That's so weird. Yeah. It feels like... When I got there, everyone that had been working there was just there forever at that yeah, point. Yeah, I did not realize we were both new to the city around the same yeah, time. Yeah, very new. And yeah. where did you go to college? I went to... Well... Went... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Went... This is a ride. <laughs> I, it's, that's a long story. So, after high school, I immediately moved down to Hollywood and I went to um, AMDA in Los Angeles. And I did one year in AMDA... It was really just a great experience. I had great mentors, great teachers there, but it was really expensive. Okay. Um, it's something that like I really couldn't afford, my family really couldn't afford, so I moved back home. I did a couple of community college classes and shows, um, still remaining in it, you know, remaining in that theater world. And then from there, after about two years back home, I moved to New York. And then I just went straight in for it. I stopped going to class. So you had a lot of the college vagabond. Yeah, tour, yeah. Getting like a mix of... Because you got the conservatory life. You got the community college life. Right. What's the key takeaway going from a conservatory to a community college life? Do you think one is better than the other? Did you find more about yourself from one or the other? What did you find out about yourself through those experiences? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I find it that living that conservatory life, living in a dorm, um, being more independent, uh, because I moved away from my family. I just, you know, kind of just went straight to Los Angeles, and my mom was like, all right, cool. Um, and <laughs> see you later, bye. See ya. Don't forget to ride. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever, okay, bye. So then I went to Hollywood, and that's when I was really just living on my own, and I kind of, you know, I was doing side jobs, and I kind of just like dove right into it, but still you know, being surrounded by that community of other performers and friends and dorm life and all of that good stuff. Um, so I think that was a good stepping stone for when I went back home. I didn't move back into my parents' house. I actually Where's your hometown again? San Jose. San Jose, okay. Yeah, so I'm from So it San wasn't Jose. the biggest jump for you? Not huge. Yeah. About like a five, six hour drive. Gotcha. Still, you know, quite a distance. But um, when I moved back home, got my own place and my own roommates. And then I was kind of just working two jobs. And I was taking community college classes. And I was, you know, doing as many theater-related things as I possibly could. So I think that sep- that immediate separation from my family and from my parents really trained me to go back and be able to independently live on my own as like a young adult. Does that make sense? It's hard to live from that. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. It's like the first moment you spend, mo- like I remember even going to Boy Scout camp and spending a, just a week away from my parents. Right. So that was the biggest change I think I've ever gone through in my life, let alone going to college, not seeing them for months, and then finally coming home. It changes right. you it completely does. and totally. It does. And I think that really made me like the independent person that I am today. It's 
good to be yeah. independent. It's, you know. It's all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite show you've ever done? My favorite show I've ever done... Uh, I really loved... I mean, we already talked about hair. I really love doing hair. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was one of those self-discovery shows that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just see the world so much clearer now, you know? But also, I loved doing Pippin when I was... When did you do Pippin? I did Pippin when I went back to community college where they were doing um, the show there. And um, I wasn't a part of their theater scene, but they already had like their own established theater scene. Sure. And I just went into auditions. And I ended up bagging the leading player part which is just such an awesome role. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah, it's very it's a very lively and diverse and yeah. unique role. It's such yeah, such a unique role, very much like the antagonist but like also kind of like I, I kind of viewed him as like um kind of like this tempter like uh almost like the devil. Yeah. You know? Because at first he seems very friendly in the beginning and you're like I trust this guy and then you trust him trust him throughout the show and then once it comes to the end you're realizing what he's asking Pippin to do and then you feel kind of betrayed that you have been trusting this guy the whole time you almost took that leap with Pippin they're very unreliable narrator right yeah exactly because it's the narrator so you just always feel like you should trust the narrator but I've I've always enjoyed just clever narration gaps yeah Yeah. Uh, like Lemony Snicket in the series of unfortunate Mm -hmm. events or even like the MC in Cabaret Cabaret, yeah and I was gonna say that's one of my other favorite roles that I played kind of the same so you've just got the whole narrator thing down yeah so if you need a narrator <laughs> what was your cabaret experience like? Cabaret was really actually um so we did kind of a benefit production of it um with one of my uh old production our theater teams. Um it was a two-day rehearsal and it was a two performance like so I think it was like a Saturday and a Sunday, but I we pretty much did a full production with the dancing with the choreography like blocking everything all within like four days so it was really quick i just love that show so much it's so awesome and like i love that mc character yeah such an interesting character oh very unique i always love the idea of the omniscient character the one that just kind of comments on the action that's why i feel like shows and movies that play with the fourth wall i read Uh a lot of deadpool comics yeah as a kid yeah so i discovered this huge love for just being able to toy with narration and knowledge and how to guide a viewer through a story there's a really wonderful video game called the stanley parable Uh i don't know if you've ever heard of it i've never heard of that i feel like every actor should play this game yeah and Billy, if you're listening to this, I've loaned you a copy and you need to play it. I'll just directly talk <laughs> to the viewers now. Uh, but it's about a gentleman named Stanley who finds himself working this job where he sits at a desk all day and a number or letter will display on the computer screen and he has to press that uh-huh. letter. And that's his job. Uh-huh. But one day he comes to the office and realizes that nobody is there. So he gets up and he starts walking around the office trying to find everyone. And there's a narrator with one of the most beautiful British accents I've ever heard in all my days. Yeah narrating the entire experience and stanley comes to a room and there's two doors and the narrator says stanley walked through the left door Uh but the right door's there you can go there and the narrator comments on every single thing that you do throughout this experience and it's i feel like for actors especially when they're like given a play and they need to figure out 
why my character has all these motivations. What would happen if they did something different? How would the story change if they did a different thing? This is a game that allows you to change the story based on what if. What if he finds a fern and he just starts staring at the fern and he falls in love with that fern? Uh-huh. That's the questions this game answers. Wow. It's very... This is a video game. This is a video game, yes. That's you can get deep. it on your PC yeah. right now. Wow. Yeah. I gotta play that. I highly yeah. recommend it. I will definitely um, play that. Did you... Uh, you said you you read the Deadpool comics. Did you... Yeah. You enjoyed the movie? Oh, I loved the movie. The movie I actually there. spent... I think I, <laughs> I just rewatched the the trailers because the, the sequel's out in... April. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that film blew me away. Right. I went in expecting like just a good <clears throat> superhero romp, but it was genuinely one of my favorite movies of the past couple of years because they just nailed the character down yeah. so well. Not only like favorite superhero movies, but it's like has been like one of like my favorite movies also like with just movie in general. Within, yeah. Like, the past couple of years. It's it's just smart the way they play with the conventions and it's commentary on the fact that comic books are just here to stay now. Yeah. Like they're not going away so they might as well mean something. I think that was a lot of what people took away from Logan last year. I think uh-huh. that's what a, pe- a lot oh, of people Logan. are going to yeah. I'm literally going to see Black Panther tomorrow oh, morning. It's like yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. It's fascinating to me watching this moment where we have what could be one of the biggest cultural touchstones in pop culture in a very long time in Black Panther. Mm -hmm. But it's also a piece of for-profit entertainment from one of the biggest multinational corporations in the world today. It's so hard to divide the idea of an item being a defining moment in identity and culture and race, Mm -hmm. but also... Just another tool in the Marvel machine. Right. It's such yeah. a fascinating um, age we live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I love the age that we live in right now. Um, Were you a comic person growing up? You know, I was a huge video game and cartoon person. Okay. I never really um, would read like a lot of comics, but um, I loved cartoons. Uh, I still watch cartoons. Oh, so I'm just like yeah. a huge cartoon. There's nerd. there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. What were you what were you raised on? <laughs> uh, you know, actually one of my first like loves was the X-Men cartoon in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. All of the Nickelodeon cartoons like in the 90s and then Cartoon Network cartoons. Like I just I like I said I still watch cartoons to this day. And yeah. I, it's well, we just live in this I'll never get out of. We live in this amazing <laughs> child in me golden age of television yeah where it's just like i was literally strolling for my netflix feed and there's so even just anime i haven't watched bojack horseman yet i haven't watched big mouth yet mm-hmm. like oh i watched big mouth sean keeps telling me to watch big mouth it's he, really every time funny. we hang out which is daily he's like have you watched it yet and i'm like no i gotta make money someday it's son really funny and yeah. it's shocking too so, yeah um any underage Okay, I will check my ID and make sure I'm at proper age. Yes, please. But you have like a whole stack. Uh, I literally just gave you a bunch of PlayStation 3 games <laughs> yes, I'm getting rid of. Thank you so much, Zach. Um, yeah, I am so happy. I was actually trying to hold back all of my um, joy and not give you another hug for all of these. Um, I just don't ever have time to play video games. And it's something that I used to love so much uh, growing up. And it's something that always just, like acting, kind of took me out of the world that I'm in all my stresses and everything and just let me kind of live another well, another life. I think and, that's you know the biggest beauty of things like video games. Uh, I had yeah. a very rough childhood where I couldn't relate to kids my age at all so i found refuge through video games yeah 
uh, because that was just a place that I could control. I could move Banjo and Kazooie across the screen, and they're not going to argue with yeah. me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, how it is? Yeah. I, um, I, lo- I grew up off of... Uh, fighting games so i was a huge into like fighting games i loved street fighter and then once um ps1 came out um it was all about like spyro and you know crash bandicoot and um then i've discovered rg um, rpg games yes and you know that became that yeah you got very excited about seeing final fantasy 10 yeah yeah you know i i could i played final fantasy 10 a lot of times i just say that through it (laughs) probably seven times in my life that's yeah. just the kind of game that i feel like i could come back to every single year and find something new in yeah it. and it's such a huge world and you know squaresoft does such a good job with that just like creating this like huge yeah even now world. i'm playing through final fantasy 15 and it's it's just a joy to play through yeah. it's unique it's different it's weird it's world has all these modern sensibilities and clothing mm-hmm. and cities but it's still a world of monsters and fantasy right. and fighting it's so fascinating how we let the Things that we ingest shape us and change us and affect us in our day-to-day lives. And I think you and I both very much carry the things that we love on our sleeves and let them shape us. Even when bringing work to the table for a show, I'm Mm -hmm. sure that, like, there are inspirations you've taken from the things growing up on that you bring to Wardo. Oh, yeah, definitely. I am really excited to do more um, scene work with Wardo, too. Um, Billy is just such an awesome like director she's so good at asking um questions to the actors about you know making them question like oh i never really thought of it that way um she's really good at like helping you discover those roles and the unique thing i love about <clears throat> billy's directing style something that i try to take from her being her assistant and everything mm-hmm. so like she gets up and she's in the space with you mm-hmm. and she works with you and she takes the care to like slow down make sure she's completely understood but she's right there with you she's not sitting back she's an active part yes, active. of the process mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the most important things you can have as a director right i don't know how this podcast becomes the billy entire's appreciation i hour love billy all oh, yeah, time <laughs> i do not get that that's just what she does she does she has she has that um that thing about her she's a very unique child yes my parents <laughs> met her she was in Syracuse uh-huh. doing the the ragtag tour. Oh yeah, and uh-huh. my, that's my hometown. So I was home visiting my parents and everything. Did you and see I was it like, on tour? I didn't get to see it simply because I had just seen it like a couple of weeks before when they oh. were doing the off Broadway run. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. like, well, hey, we're both going to be in Syracuse, so let's get drinks one night. Yeah, uh, and she met my parents and everything, uh-huh. and my mom and dad were just like. We're really happy you have a friend like Billy. I'm like, I know. I know. Me too. She's just, she really has that. Like, my (laughs) friends, like, when we did the fundraiser, they're like, I don't know who that woman is, but she is fierce and she is amazing. We need to meet her. So I literally dragged them over. They're like fangirling. (laughs) And I was like, this is Billy. Billy, this is friends. And she's like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. And she's like, magnetic. Oh, my gosh. She, she, she draws you in. She pulls you into your gravitational well. And then she doesn't let you go until you pay her $15 to yeah. let you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an extortion yeah. fee yeah, right, there when it comes is, yeah. to that. <laughs> is there anything else you've got coming up that you'd like to promote? You know, no. I'm always kind of in and out. Of things, you know? uh-huh. Like, uh, I, gosh, if anyone needs imaging or radiology done no you're the um, man to turn to (laughs) i can't get you anything for free but i will be there no i am 
actually currently working on a musical that is being written by um, one of my friends. He has a lot of, you know, nice people behind it. So um, that's really all I can say about that. But I have that coming up. And then, you know, hopefully Snow White will we'll pick back up on its feet. Yeah, totally. Back in uh, like the fall or something. Um, as of right now, I really never know what I'm going to do, you know? That's, I think, the actor's life. It just happens right away. And I'm like, oh, here I am. Okay. That's yeah. so cool. Well, I admire your town from afar. I'm so glad after knowing you for years, we finally get a chance to work together. Yes. You're just a it's sweet, lovely boy. Time. Yeah, I always have the same sentiments about you. You <laughs> are just, you are just great. Yeah, I enjoy you. Always have. Always will. And here's your 20 bucks. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Estrada Jones you. runs this spring. Tickets will be available starting, I think they're going live the day this episode is posted. Really? So I believe so. I believe tickets will be on sale. We're recording this on Thursday night and this will be posted on Friday. So I believe, I hope, I pray, they'll be t- uh, available. I'll put uh, links to that in the show notes. Go on down there and see them. Come see the show. Come yes. see it twice. This is the kind of show you're going to want to see twice. Yeah. I feel that way. I'm telling all my friends to come the first weekend because yeah. they will want to see it again. I got yeah. emotional uh, in rehearsal just the other night watching <laughs> Matt and Chloe do Hold On. Uh-huh. There's just a moment. I just like watch Matt look at Chloe for a hot second. Uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, dang. Those guys <laughs> look like they're in love. They're actually in love. Oh. Yeah. No, I honestly feel like just a rock star with... The, that cast there's just so everyone's so talented you guys look so sick i can't and... wait i can't wait to share this with people i'm genuinely excited to share this with yeah. people please come see the show you're not going to regret it you're going to see it three times you're going to try to see it every weekend i know you will <laughs> i bet i'm i hope i'm not overhyped oh, uh, you know it's gonna be really great <laughs> come see the show i'll see you all at the bacchanal fundraiser tonight for jason hurtado my name is zach rich and this was ophelia talks <laughs>